Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. For this Thanksgiving episode, I've chosen The Pumpkin by John Greenleaf Whittier. John Greenleaf Whittier is known for three distinctively different kinds of poems. His first renown was for his anti-slavery poems, which led Frederick Douglass to call him the slave's poet. At the same time, Whittier wrote poems of the rural New England, both of his boyhood and his adult life. He also wrote poetry meant to soften and humanize the strict religious heritage of New England, verse that was often set to music by others and continue to be sung as hymns today. Each of these three sorts, his anti-slavery poems, his poems of rural simplicity, and his poetry made into church hymns, have their roots in his Quakerism, from which he never swerved. The pumpkin, as its title suggests, is of the rural sort. He reminisces about his boyhood on a farm with a pumpkin patch and the fun he and his brother and sisters had carving jack-o'-lanterns and shucking corn by the moonlight while seated on big pumpkins. Whittier is present in the poem as an adult as well, enjoying the holiday of Thanksgiving, particularly the pumpkin pie that is its centerpiece. The pumpkin begins with a broad view of pumpkins, including not just the fruit but the vines and leaves as well, which he relates to the vine and leaves of the gourd that God grew overnight to shade the sleeping Jonah. He also looks at the pumpkin as a wider American phenomenon, found among the Spanish of the American Southwest as well as the Creoles of Cuba. But it is the pumpkin of a New England Thanksgiving that most moves him. Let's listen. The Pumpkin by John Greenleaf Whittier Oh, greenly and fair in the lands of the sun, the vines of the gourd and the rich melon run, and the rock and the trees and the cottage enfold, with broad leaves all greenness and blossoms all gold, like that which o'er Nineveh's prophet once grew, while he waited to know that his warning was true, and longed for the storm cloud and listened in vain for the rush of the whirlwind and red fire rain. On the banks of the Zenil, the dark Spanish maiden comes up with the fruit of the tangled vine laden, and the creole of Cuba laughs out to behold through orange leaves shining the broad spheres of gold. Yet with dearer delight from his home in the north, on the fields of his harvest the Yankee looks forth, where crook necks are coiling and yellow fruit shines, and the sun of September melts down on his vines. Ah, on Thanksgiving Day, when from east and from west, from north and from south, comes the pilgrim and guest, when the gray-haired New Englander sees round his board the old broken links of affection restored, when the care-wearied man seeks his mother once more, and the worn matron smiles where the girl smiled before. What moistens the lip and what brightens the eye? What calls back the past like a rich pumpkin pie? O fruit loved of boyhood, the old days recalling, when wood grapes were purpling and brown nuts were falling, when wild, ugly faces we carved in its skin, glaring out through the dark with a candle within, when we laughed round the corn heap with hearts all in tune, 
Our chairs, broad pumpkins, our lantern, the moon, telling tales of the fairy who traveled like steam in a pumpkin-shell coach with two rats for her team. Then thanks for thy present, none sweeter or better, ere smoked from an oven or circled a platter. Fairer hands never wrought at a pastry more fine, brighter eyes never watched o'er its baking than thine. And the prayer which my mouth is too full to express swells my heart that thy shadow may never be less, that the days of thy lot may be lengthened below, and the fame of thy worth like a pumpkin vine grow, and thy life be as sweet, and its last sunset sky golden-tinted and fair as thy own pumpkin pie. In the final stanza, Whittier reveals that this pie isn't just a generic pumpkin pie in an imagined scene, but a specific pie baked for him as a present, presumably for a Thanksgiving dinner at his home in Amesbury, Massachusetts, which he shared with his mother and unmarried sister. Now it's possible that he is only thanking his sister for the pie, but I like to think it is someone else. Though considered handsome and though he always did love a pretty girl, as he put it when he was twenty-two, he too remained unmarried throughout his life. Affection can exist where desire for marriage doesn't, though, and I like to think this last stanza is an expression of such affection, a love poem neither to pumpkins nor pies, but to a friend who made this pie and brought it to him as a gift, a woman of fair features and bright eyes. If it is a love poem, it is both original and heartfelt. It also has a wonderful touch of humor. The prayer he has for her long and happy life must remain unspoken, not because the love he feels is a secret love, but because his mouth is too full of pie to speak. But he can put it into words in this poem. Let's enjoy this expression of love again, whoever it's for, as well as his praise of the pumpkin and the pie, warm feeling for Thanksgiving with its reunions and memories and nostalgia for his childhood. The Pumpkin by John Greenleaf Whittier Oh, greenly and fair in the lands of the sun, the vines of the gourd and the rich melon run, and the rock and the tree and the cottage enfold, with broad leaves all greenness and blossoms all gold. Like that which o'er Nineveh's prophet once grew, while he waited to know that his warning was true, and longed for the storm cloud and listened in vain for the rush of the whirlwind and red fire rain. On the banks of the Zenil the dark Spanish maiden comes up with the fruit of the tangled vine laden, and the Creole of Cuba laughs out to behold through orange leaves shining the broad spheres of gold. Yet with dearer delight from his home in the north, on the fields of his harvest, the Yankee looks forth, where crook necks are coiling and yellow fruit shines, and the sun of September melts down on his vines. Ah, on Thanksgiving Day, when from east and from west, from north and from south come the pilgrim and guest, when the gray-haired New Englander sees round his board the old broken links of affection restored, when the care-wearied man seeks his mother once more 
and the worn matron smiles where the girl smiled before. What moistens the lip and what brightens the eye? What calls back the past like the rich pumpkin pie? Oh, fruit loved of boyhood, the old days recalling, when wood grapes were purpling and brown nuts were falling, when wild, ugly faces we carved in its skin, glaring out through the dark with a candle within, when we laughed round the corn heap with hearts all in tune, our chairs broad pumpkins, our lantern the moon, telling tales of the fairy who traveled like steam in a pumpkin-shell coach with two rats for her team. Then thanks for thy present, none sweeter or better, ere smoked from an oven or circled a platter. Fairer hands never wrought at a pastry more fine, brighter eyes never watched o'er its baking than thine. And the prayer which my mouth is too full to express swells my heart that thy shadow may never be less, that the days of thy lot may be lengthened below, and the fame of thy worth like a pumpkin vine grow, and thy life be as sweet, and its last sunset sky golden-tinted and fair as thy own pumpkin pie. Ah, on Thanksgiving Day, Whittier writes, from east and from west, from north and from south, come the pilgrim and guest. The pilgrim in these lines is the pilgrim with a small p, not the New England pilgrims we associate with Thanksgiving, but the pilgrims who make their journey to home and family and friends. These journeys are fewer this year and Thanksgiving tables smaller. Still, we all have much to be thankful for, for family and friends, if only visited by phone or Zoom this year, and the food on our tables if we are so fortunate, with smaller turkeys perhaps, but still with a pumpkin pie. I hope you enjoyed the pumpkin, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems, and visit this podcast website, firesidepoems.com, where you'll find previous episodes and also my email address. I'd love to hear from you to learn a little bit about who you are and what you like as you join me each week by the fireside.